Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki master teacher and intuitive healer, author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and finding intuition for creating your most purposeful, joyful, and healthy life. Today, I am delighted to welcome Reverend Constance McLean, co-author with Reverend James Anthony of Mindful Path, which is based on a course entitled Spiritual Health that Reverend Constance McLean developed for use in a classroom setting, and it's been used for over 10 years now. It is a key component in an accredited degree program on holistic health. Hello, Reverend Constance yes, McLean. Hi, I was just going to say, yes, it's the first accredited holistic um, program in the state of California to the community college. Welcome, California. So that was quite a cool yes, thing. It's wonderful. And California is such a progressive and advanced state and culture, and they should have this because this is the way of the future. And I'm very happy that you were able to provide this course and this information. Yeah. So I'm very delighted it is, with it. it definitely, well, it definitely felt very divinely inspired because when we finally got the okay from the state of California to go to bed, I was, it was in the middle of the summer and the class was supposed, first class was supposed to start in a month. And I've been working on it for the past because there was no textbook and and so I was just pulling it together piece by piece and I was wondering I never thought who would come to the class many and people and then the first night <laughs> yeah it was amazing I mean the conglomerate of people that were there were you know very, very, very you know Constance it, <laughs> it's hard to put into a book or even into words what it lies within our heart and soul essence and the remembrances of who we really are as spiritual beings having a physical life connected to each other and the universal source. So thank you for doing such a wonderful job. Uh, as I read the book, oh, I, I felt I felt the connection and and uh, thank you very much. Uh -huh. Now let's go on to you know that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot. Thank you. As listeners of Healing from Within are well aware, my guests and I share intimate experiences and stories in our metaphysical search for knowing who we are, why we are experiencing this physical life, and how we may merge our in energetic, intuitive soul wisdom with our ego-based reality for a productive, happy, and healthy life journey. In today's episode of Healing uh -huh. from Within, we're going to discuss what living spiritually actually is and how coincidences or divine intervention often bring us together with people who share a similar interest in discovering more about themselves and the world and universe and ways to create almost beautiful, healthiest, dynamic life story. So, Reverend Constance, yes, I, I always love to ask my guests this question my amazing guest, to think back to their childhood and remember a person, place, or event that may have shown them or others the life path and interest they might explore in adulthood. For perhaps the story of our childhood dreams 
is the creation of the life we create. So think back. Sure. Well, that's right the top of my head. It always is because I was, my, my parents were agnostic, but I spent a very, a, a really searching spiritual life all the way through starting young. And I remember sitting on my bed as a little four-year-old or five-year-old. My mom had taught me the Lord's Prayer. I mean, she was Lutheran enough to do that. She just didn't follow up much after that. And and the little from now I lay me down to sleep, you know, God bless mommy all that. And all all my life forever. And then up until that point. And then this one day I was sitting on the end of my bed and I knew of this person Jesus, but I didn't know that Jesus was God. I had no clue of anything. I mean really my education was zero. But I just had this sense, I said, I just started crying and I said, um, God, will you give me something important to do? <laughs> and I will never forget that as long as I live, which, I mean, I wasn't thinking about that the preceding decades of writing this book or starting the course. I but, didn't, I didn't really think of yeah, that. Yeah, but you but, see, you sent up that intention and everything else yeah, and began, exactly. led you to, what your purpose was and i remember oh 26 years ago when i had a dream and my grandfather was standing next to me in the dream i was very sick with the flu and he said to me you have to write something for your father and i i had no idea what it meant and the next day i got a call from my mom that my dad had passed so i wrote oh i wrote his eulogy uh, but I also have written two books, and there's a third one on the way for our Father in Spirit, the Divine Universal Source, God, whatever we call it, whatever we choose to think of it. Right. It is the creative force of life, and we're all part of it. It's within us, around us, channeled through us, and without it, there is no no life as we know it here in this physical world. So, yeah, and so then I yes. started to search to have how did my grandfather come? I wasn't taught anything about an eternal afterlife. It was not in my thinking. No. I studied philosophy and science and religion in search of who we really were. That was always my journey yeah. to help people. But I had to learn a great deal before I could actually know my path also, okay. just like you. So that's a beautiful story. Yeah. So let's go on to tell us about the genesis for your book, Mindful Steps, Mindful Steps Towards Living Spiritually, and how you met Reverend James Anthony Walker and worked together. How did that happen? Well, that was another divine intervention, believe me. And actually, and yesterday was the, I think it was yesterday. At what day is today? I, is uh, today the 20th? Today's the 24th. 30? Today's the 24th. Oh, the 24th. Okay. June 24th. The 20th. Two days ago, Saturday, anniversary of me waking up in the morning, and I, I thought I had food poisoning, and I tried to run into my bathroom, and if you use the bathroom, and lo and behold, nothing happened. I thought I was going to have both hands problems, and 
I didn't even look at myself. And normally I taught a yoga class on Saturday morning, but this particular Saturday morning I had a substitute. And dressed and make have a shower, make some coffee, and then stay home and clean. This is always something I really enjoyed doing. But when I got to go put my clothes on, I couldn't figure out how to put my shirt on. And my pants took me forever to get on because it felt like I had just gotten out of the shower without crying. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I got really clammy. I was sweating. And so the next thing I know, somebody found me upstairs in the house. Um, they called 911, and I finally got to the hospital a little too late because I had a couple major strokes. This was Saturday? This was this Saturday? This no, this was six six years ago. Last, yeah, last Saturday. Oh, this was six years ago so last Saturday. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to heal from that. But, I mean, most people thought I was sick. <laughs> I did have a near-death experience that time. But oh. I just, because of my spiritual work, I remember sitting up in bed, and I just, you know, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know I was broken. And I just, you know, out into the universe, and just said, I'm not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not done yet, okay. No. Did you see who no. was listening I, in that near-death experience? I, yeah, I just got, I just got a little irritated. I didn't realize, I'm incognizant. I didn't really cognitively, I wasn't thinking, oh, my God, I'm dying. No, you know, nothing like that. I just, I did something inside of me said to say, no, no, I'm not, I'm not done yet. I was thinking of my students and the work, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, so now it's all these years later and many trips to the hospital with all other kind of things. I'm still moving ahead and what's happening. I had a client that I write poetry and she knew I was really spiritual. She said, well, why don't you get on this thing called Facebook? And I said, what's Facebook? <laughs> and she told me she was a mom with small kids, you know. Um, and so I said, I don't think that sounds right for me. You know, I mean, I don't have a big, I don't have a big family to do that with. And then, then I came back the next time to see her and I, I thought, well, gee, I could use it spiritually maybe. I need to know how I figured that out when I haven't even, haven't even checked out Facebook. So so she said, yeah, of course you could do that. So I did that. That night I went home and I started writing spiritual poetry on Facebook and started to get all sorts of people that were in the healing arts and people that were hurting or just started out or going through some kind of major pain management situation. And so this whole... And this, and I kept growing at myself, my page, and a couple groups that I started. And and then out of all of that is when Jim enters in. Because he and I had a common friend. And I guess he went on my page and he was seeing some of my work. And he resonated with it. And so he, he called up one day and we met. And we started talking. And it, we grew up what like less than a mile apart from each other in the suburbs of Chicago. Wow! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Amazing. Yeah, and he and yeah, and, and we're both musicians, 
And the other uh, the other thing that really pulled me into really close to my dad, but he died when I was young. And he had gone to he done his PhD at the University of Chicago, and Jim went to the University of Chicago for his his advanced degree. These two. In and other so words, there I was a lot of in other know? words, there was a lot of synchronicity and coincidences between you. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he has been of all the men in my life, he is the most unlike my type of any of them. I mean, I'm a very active woman. I was. I was a triathlete, a yogi, a dance instructor, Pilates instructor, you know, I mean I just everything and He's not very active, which is ironic. The irony there is pretty strong. But when we went, when I told him I wanted to go to a seminary program, he said, would you like me to join you? And I said, you do that. I was just shocked. I never thought of doing something like that. So I've been learning a lot of lessons about how really, you know, all the parts of me, a lot of shadows come up because all the parts of me that went the wrong direction for there were men that were, they needed to be really intellectual, creative, um, charismatic, or some other kind of thing in my life. But they turned out to be, many of the men in my life turned out to be disingenuous. And Jim Well, that's because, Constance, we live in a disingenuous world and society because people are expecting the outside world and other people's expectations uh, to guide them. Yeah. Unless you have an inward journey and self-investigate, you, you're lost in the world. And and many people are like that. We're hoping through talks like this that people start to really know themselves as spiritual beings having a physical life. Yes. And the potential is an, is an, is enormous for what we can create with our thoughts and our meditation practices and our prayers and our understanding who we are. But first you have to know you have a soul and many people, even religious Absolutely. people yeah. do not teach their children this simple, simple truth. And without that, many people right. are lost. So let's get to, you know, the results are staggering uh, that have been brought about by meditation into the mainstream of our healthcare systems. So what are some of the benefits that happen through meditation and prayer? Well, one of the interesting things for me for meditation, and I've been meditating since my 30s and I'm now 65, um, one of the biggest insights really came to me. I I came then I came much closer to Christianity through Jesus in a meditation when a tear came out of my eye. Meditation, and I was sitting in a chapel at a place in Santa Barbara called La Casa de Maria that recently was ruined by our floods and oh, I'm sorry, and all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, I don't know if there are other people that we bounce back. I hope they can. But anyway, and so this it was a cold, it was a cold late fall day. And, and I felt my tears in the form of a teardrop out of my left eye. And it slowly, slowly, slowly traveled down my left cheek. And then it went underneath my chin. And of course, I was kind of worried about people seeing me 
crying. Why? <laughs> Why? It was sincere. It was sincere. It ended up. Well, the cool thing about it was that it ended up going right into my chest. Right. Yeah. It found its way right underneath my shirt, underneath my jacket. <laughs> and I, oh my God, that was such a blessing. And here I was in a in a in a very um, it's still owned by the 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 uh, the Los Angeles Diocese Catholic Diocese. The property is an amazing property, and they bought it for their nuns as a retreat center for their nuns way back. And so, all of the energies of my my interspiritual work that I was doing for the past twenty years prior to to making creating the book, uh, creating the class, and therefore creating the book. I mean, yeah, doing that, doing that inner work of divine connection and meditation I'm, just. I'm sure you've had many moments like that. Of great connection yeah, and continues. feeling of the closeness of spirit, Jesus, and other spiritual teachers, haven't you? Yes. Lots, oh, lots and lots and lots and lots. Me too. But that one was the real, yeah, that was the real surprise, I'll tell you. That was the one that is most meaningful to you in this moment. All right. Yeah. May, yeah. I, may I share with you? A story that I had. Also, I've been uh, doing this oh, yes, for 26 years. And before that, you would have called me a skeptic. Okay, because I was <laughs> living life in the physical world. But I was a sensitive, even as a child, I always prayed as your mother taught you that little prayer. I don't know. No one taught me anything. But every night I spoke to someone upstairs and I, and I felt uh, there was a big up a bigger plan and I felt comforted by knowing that in some sense in some way well I'm a Reiki master teacher and one night I had a group of my students this is years ago and we were doing a meditation and all of a sudden I felt Jesus on my right side I knew it to be him I didn't see him but I knew it to be him and and he was crying and i started to cry also i was reading one of the i was getting messages for one of the women in the group and he said and, he, and what i felt and sensed and thought was that he said i cried for the inhumanity of man as you and your group do for the hardships and insensitivities of many and you are doing the work that I did and I felt so oh. overwhelmed because I'm not a particularly oh, yeah. religious person and I knew the responsibility I carried because of this connection and I yeah. felt so so thankful and grateful uh, for that moment, there have been other moments, but I wanted to share that with you because I think yeah, I think he shares with some of his very devoted, loving children um, that tear, that passion for 
love yeah. that brings us to tears. So I just wanted to share that yeah. with you. Now let's go on. I love that. That's fun. Do you? Yeah. I don't share that often. Hmm. All right. Can you tell us what living spirituality actually is and what living an inspired life is? You express it well, so beautifully the, the in reason, the book. The reason, the reason I came up with the title to do that was because it's my biggest frustration. You know, a lot of people are out there doing things to try to understand who they are spiritually, but they don't they don't connect dots, but they have to live it, you know, live the lesson. And and that's where it came from more than anything, is just that if you if you go into the depths of, of your own self reflection and discernment and look at the shadow, you will you will transform yourself that you can't help but not. You know, you will see what, what you need to really work on and very quickly. Yeah, you must be consistent. And you will grow and, Yeah, you must be consistent and patient, and you must put effort and time, and you must trust that you will make these connections, yeah. and you must you must have faith in the bigger mm, plan in life for all of us, each of us and all of uh, us. Right. And, and a lot of us lose trust because in childhood, sometimes painful things happen and traumas and we lose bits and right. pieces of our heart and trust. And then when we get to work spiritually, as you and I and many of the people listening today, are, uh, we regain, we weave together the fabric of our spiritual and soul life and physical life. And we're more joyful and positive and hopeful. And that's why, yeah. that's why we took on a physical life to find the love that always, always was yeah. within us, never left us, even though we may have thought it did. So uh, I want to say, yeah. uh, the inner world and putting this effort into knowing yourself and mastering your own emotions, feeling your emotions, you got to, Really feel it and know it and go through yes, difficult can. challenges at times. And that is, that is yeah. the path of a spiritual life and really learning the truth of who we are in the process. Now you give some descriptions of divine paradoxes, which I found very compelling and, and show us much more of how oh. paradoxes can lead us to a process of spiritual discernment and, and to examining, examining the truth in our own lives. Can you tell us about um, a spiritual paradox? Well, the, one, of the, one, of the, one of the best sources for that is the desert errata. Mm. Yes. You know, because it gives so many. And you could, like, I have my students just choose four and write about them. Yep. And they go, they go, they, by the end of the semester, their depth is, they, they just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. You know, can I think, can I give you an extra credit on such an, um, which is all of life is a paradox, really. Mm. I would think so. But I love this, I love this one you gave. 
You gave one from the Chinese philosopher Leontes, a 6th century B.C. Oh, yeah. contemporary of Confucius. May I read this? This is really, our listeners will understand the importance of paradox yeah. from this. I love that too. Under yeah, love, yes. But he wrote this. Under heaven, all can see beauty as beauty only because there is ugliness. All can know good as good only because there's evil. Being and non-being produce each other. The difficult is born in the easy. Long is defined by short, the high by the low, before and after go along with each other. So the sage lives openly with apparent duality and paradoxical unity. The sage can act without effort and teach without words, nurturing things without possessing them. He works, but not for rewards. He competes, but not for results. When the work is done, it is forgotten. That is why it lasts forever. And I think your moment with Jesus and mine is exactly that. Yeah. I, I think all those words. Yeah, the beauty, the beauty of the Tao and Mao too mm-hmm. is very, very is good. So incredible. And then you gave a very great story of a child who tried to help a struggling butterfly, but in his haste to help, actually harmed the process of creation. And many of us do that. We mean well, but we stop others from following their path because we have fear for them. And we must allow everyone to find their own way. And however it goes is the right way. Nothing's random. So we we know that. And we have to allow people to discover this truth by themselves. But tell us about that little story of the child to watch the butterfly and what he did. Yeah, he didn't. And he was, he knew, he knew that, that, that the butterfly was supposed to come out. And he saw the cocoon struggling for a long time. And the little child says he got bored. And he, and he, so he decided to go over and help the butterfly. And in doing so, of course, the butterfly has to struggle in order to do That's the whole point of the story. And he went to his grandfather, his grandfather with the with the, the non-functioning butterfly in his hand. And he the grandfather said, Oh son, you must never help the caterpillar. Because it's in the process the butterfly learns to fly. I'm going to also say in the struggle comes the power to be free. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we shouldn't look at things as being difficult, but being an opportunity for us to fly and become Absolutely. and transform. Yeah, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. Yeah. I do think, I do think spiritual, spiritual perspective perception is absolutely essential to be conscious of. Yeah. You know, the more we can make ourselves conscious of things, it leads itself to it leads us to calm. Conscious of things in our and own life and conscious of the greater world. You know? Yes. 
because I like that. The greater world, the universal world of energy and spirit and the divine and all the loved ones and angels. Oh, I love that very much. And that's our quest for clarity and calm and the opportunity to live life more fully. So I want to thank you, yeah. Reverend Constance McLean, for a delightfully clear. You're welcome. For a delightfully clear, very concise and wonderfully creative look at the mindful path which has intrigued seekers from the beginning of time. And now in this age of technology, we have an even greater need to refine and explore the energy of our universal source and to discover the truth of both our divine and physical aspects of the eternal force of life and creation. To learn more about who we are and how to tap into your intuition through meditation for a finer view of self and life, and to purchase this insightful book, go to mindfulpaths.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have explored the contemplative means to go within and to recognize our personal power and the wisdom of our soul connection to the universal source of life, and indeed our connection, interconnectedness, to all and the seasons of a physical life and the beauty of the calm and peaceful methods such as meditation and prayer and truly finding peace within the alignment to nature, man, and the divine. Reverend Walker and Reverend McLean wrote, and now a few thoughts from the Dalai Lama on meditation. Generally speaking, our mind is predominantly directed towards external objects. Our attention follows after the sense experiences. It remains at a predominantly sensory and conceptual level. In other words, normally our awareness is directed towards physical, sensory experiences and mental concepts. Oh, but we must withdraw our mind inward. Don't let it chase after or pay attention to sensory objects. At the same time, don't allow it to be so totally withdrawn that there is a kind of dullness or lack of mindfulness. But rather try to remain in a natural and neutral state. And this is the power of meditation and reaching a state of higher consciousness. Exactly. Yes, and, ja and James and Constance and I would have you know that as we are all in these challenging, changing times, opening to the guidance and love of spirit and the energy of life, we're all walking the mindful path in one way or another. The opportunity for greater awareness and higher consciousness is allowing us to make choices. Please make the choice to be well, to be happy, and to be grateful for this divine time in the history of the soul. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to the wonderful authors, visionaries, scientists, metaphysicians, energy healers, psychologists, and artists and musicians who share insights into human and divine nature for self and collective growth and progress.
Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.